Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and we're down on the beach. And uh, it's a little windy. I hope that doesn't affect this uh, recording at all because uh, I certainly won't be listening to it. I hope uh, if there's a problem, you can give me some feedback. Uh, and if you don't give me any feedback, I'll just assume it's perfect. Uh, I would also love anybody who's listening to share these podcasts because they're all free. Um, they're ad-lib. They're done from my heart to your heart, from the, my heart to the world's heart, and I really hope that uh, we can share the kind of like the wisdom of nature with as many people on this earth as possible, especially during COVID. The time today uh, is a good time to talk about something that I think it's affecting people because they're pretending it's not true, and that thing that is what I'd like to say is about COVID lockdown. First, people are very unproductive. That's a fact. They're pretending that they're not. They're self-managing, and that's like doing a heart transplant on yourself. And the heck, or tickling yourself. You know, it just doesn't work to determine whether you're being productive or not in your private time. You only can do your best. And you're doing your best is, well, let's say, your best. But is it productive? Well, I think the answer to that is uh, no. It's only as productive as you think you can be. It's only from your own perspective productive. What do you, what are you working on? What are you what are you spending time on? How long are you spending on it? I, is the time you're spending on something efficient? Or is it effective? Or is it volume? Are you spending time doing things and doing things and doing them again and doing them again? And are you spending a lot of time staring at a computer screen which is rattling around in your brain, messing you up, sitting you down, thinking that you're being productive by talking to people on a computer screen? when really, that's just not the truth. To be productive, you have to know what your end game is. How are you going to be measured? The single thing. If it's to do with your work, how are you going to be measured at the end of the year? How many somethings you did? Uh, how many dollars you did? How many somethings? That's going to be the measure, and you've got to know that. The second thing to be productive, you've got to know your elevator pitch. In other words, what are you good at? What are you here for? Why are you doing it? What's your thing? Third thing about being productive is to know what state of mind you need to be in to be productive, to do the thing that you need to do, which will change. If you're being, if you're being asked to do an uh, online presentation, the state of mind you need to be in to write that is very different to, whether, to doing a spreadsheet. If you're negotiating with someone a business deal, you've got to know whether you're cashed up or cashed down, and the state of mind you need to be in to be in, to be in a good negotiating position from that place, which will be totally different for both. So I think we have to come to the conclusion that people are unproductive working from home, 
I'm not saying that that will always be the case, and I'm not saying every single person on earth is unproductive working with one. I'm just saying productivity drops. When we are self-led, self when we are self-determined. That's why it's important to, in the old days to have a guru, a teacher, or a coach. And I think that's a really important role uh, for me to play in people's lives, is to go through how and when and what and why and, and the variables that help them be more productive, as productive as possible. The second part of COVID lockdown and the second part of the whole COVID experience is people are bored. Now, if people were bored before COVID, they'd be more bored during COVID. If people weren't bored before COVID, they'd be having to deal with it a little bit more during COVID. So boredom is a really bad thing. I think people, more people on the earth die of boredom than any other thing on earth. Boredom with a relationship, boredom with the same uh, work, boredom. And there's nothing we can do to cope with it. You can say, well, I can meditate and that's boring. But meditation's exciting if you learn to do it really well, not just hippie meditation, which is sit down and listen to some uh, person playing a violin with a meaningless drivel going on and then hearing someone else say, oh, you've got to breathe through your asshole." No, I'm talking about real meditation. Real. It's exciting. It's, it's harder than running a marathon. I promise you that. It's harder than climbing a mountain. It's tough. But that's the fun of it. Demanding. It's exacting. It's intense. If you want to learn real meditation, ask and I'll teach you. It's intense. And it's not separate to life, it's life itself. The third thing about COVID is that we're being rewarded for performances that are mediocre. And we have to be really careful that mediocrity doesn't become the new norm for us because a balloon is being pumped up and there is a pin nearby. And the bigger the balloon gets, the closer it gets to the pin. And when it hits the pin, it's not going to deflate over an extended period of time. It's going to deflate very quickly. That pin and the inflation, real estate prices are going up, wages are going up, bonuses are going up, sales are going up, people, everything's going up. Afghanistan's going on, dollars are changing currency, everything's going up. When the pin hits the balloon, the question's going to be, who's productive now? Who can handle stress the best? Who can handle chaos? Who understands things? Who can use the resources that they've got at hand and get more done in less time? Who's going to be that person? Well, it's the person who, during COVID, kept growing. Didn't fall into the luxury of an inflating balloon and ride the back of the rising tide like everybody else. He's the person who stayed one step ahead of it all and learnt the skills in the easy times that they can apply in the hard times. And I think that's one of the things that I notice is that people are spending a lot of time firefighting, sorting themselves out, 
trying not to be bored, talking about uh, what they're going to do, talking about their problems, but getting fatter and drunker and more ugly and more disappointed in themselves and more, uh, more abusive of the world and themselves and more agitated. They're not doing anything about it. This is the time to bring in the news, bring in the information, bring in the challenges, bring in the confrontation, learn more, learn more, learn more, absorb more, and spit out what you don't need. Learn how to filter it. Learn how to process it. It's not about isolating from the news. It's about letting it in, seeing the balance, letting it out. It's not about being immune from doubt. It's about letting it in, letting it through, letting it out. And the question's going to be, who can do it the fastest? That's going to be the question when the balloon pops. Who can handle chaos the fastest? Who can implement plan B the fastest? Who can handle disruption fastest? It's not going to be best. It's not going to be who can handle it best. Because given time, everybody's good at handling disruption and chaos and uncertainty and doubt. Given time. Time is the nature's healer. Everything heals with time. But who can do, who can go faster than the speed of light? Who can go faster? And that's what, of course, what science is working on. How can, they, how can we communicate faster than the speed of light? How can we send information from A to B faster than the speed of light? And we can, because light's very slow compared to thought. But that may be a topic for another podcast. This is Chris on the beach. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.